That was a whole lot better than uh, the welcome I got at, uh, when I came home from work one day. I walked in the door. No names attached, but one of my kids went, oh, good grief. <laughs> no, that's not a good sign, but that's okay. I know their personality, and I didn't take it to heart. Oh, good grief. Praise the Lord. But God's good. All the time. <laughs> that's no joke either. Really. <laughs> yeah, that too. But, amen. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you for your anointing. We thank you that, that God, that you have given us, uh, that you have given us your, the word, that you have given us your word, those scriptures that we have to read. We thank you, Lord God, that you have paid the price for us, that you've paid the price, the, the penalty for sin has been taken on on the cross. And Lord God, that you have conquered sin. You have conquered the devil. You have conquered the enemy and, and the workings of the enemy. That you, Lord God, that you have taken victory uh, and that you've received that victory and have gone to the right hand of the Father. Lord, we thank you that as we read the scripture, that we, our hearts, our spirit man is enlightened. And that as we are reading the scriptures, that you are allowing our spirit man to be transformed. We thank you that that's what the word does. It helps us to understand our father. Helps us to understand the the light that we are actually living in, in the supernatural. That you give us an understanding to the realm of that we don't see with our physical eyes. That you give us understanding to the, the things that you have designed, the things that you have created, that you've put in motion. We thank you that as we read scripture, the scriptures, that Lord God, that you give us truth, that you give us a foundation that we can stand on, a foundation that we can hold on to. That as we're reading scripture, that Lord God, that you're giving us something that we have hope and that we have something that we can build upon. We thank you that as we're reading scriptures, that Lord God, that you give us that, that, that thing called faith, that we can take hold of it, that we can believe it, and we can have assurance that Lord God, that you're working for us. And that as we are reading the scriptures, that Lord God, that you are giving us strength, that you are giving us uh, uh, not just uh, hope and faith, but Lord, with that strength, that you're giving us confidence that we believe that of who we are, of who you are, and the relationship that we have with you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are giving us the ability to, to overcome every fleeting thought that comes our way. Every temptation of the enemy. Every temptation that may come across our mind to cause us to stay in the flesh, to cause us to, to, to be caught up with worldly things, to be caught up with the hand of the enemy and the temptations of the devil. We thank you, Lord God, that as we're reading the scripture, that you are making us a whole person on the inside. And as we're reading the scriptures, that Lord, that you are causing us to come into the place that you've designed us and to be that place uh, uh, that's seated with you in heavenly places. That you're helping us to understand who we are and that you are helping us to know that we are called to be your sons, 
your daughters, representatives of the kingdom of God. Because that's who you created us to be. That's who you designed us and fashioned us to be. Your sons, your daughters, the ones that represent who our maker is. So we thank you that as we're reading the scriptures, that you give us light by the Holy Ghost, that Holy Spirit, that you're giving us that revelatory uh, power on the inside to understand, to know the scriptures, not just for what they mean, but for the meaning, the depths and the depths and the depths of what the scriptures say. We thank you, that, that Holy Ghost, that you're allowing us to know the Scriptures, to know our Father, to know the supernatural realm that we're walking in, to know the, the depths of the things that are designed and created that we can't see, but there's so much of the vast presence, the vast goodness, the vast design of the Heavenly Father, and that you're helping us to understand it in Jesus' mighty name. So, Lord God, as we're getting into the scriptures this morning, would you help us to understand it in such a simple way that our minds would be blown away, our spirits would grow up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you would, if you would turn with me to Timothy, and we're going to go to 2 Timothy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good, and I know this, that He is so loving, merciful, that um, God doesn't want us to remain in the state or the place that we are, whether we're on, uh, you know, we're on a good path or we're on a bad path. God wants us to progressively to, to grow in Him, amen? And if we're not in the place that we need to be, God wants to, to up, uproot us out of what we're in, and to graft us back into his heart, into his life, into his ways. Amen? Did everyone hear me? So no matter where we are, God is always wanting us to progress in him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Second Timothy in chapter 3, in verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. So what's this saying to us? That all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. It's not just it's not just, you know, people pulling uh, you know, neat things that people you know had experience of God and just throwing them together and making a book. But all these scriptures that we have in front of us in the Holy Bible is God-breathed. It's given by the inspiration of God. Amen? It's the Holy Spirit at work through men, through women that have, uh, you know, had just supernatural experiences, have had the inspiration of God to give wisdom, to, to give understanding, to, so that this book, these scriptures... That the God-breathed experiences that have been put before us are for generation after generation after generation after generation after generation. They're, God gave inspiration in what we're reading in this book right here for all mankind to know, to understand, to, to grasp what we dig into. Amen? How many believe that God inspired this word? Amen? 
Amen. So we could all agree that the scripture verse, this is truth. Amen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. So whatever is in this is to help to benefit us. Amen. Whatever is in the word of God is, is, may hurt at times because we might not like what it says and that we have to give things up. That we have to change things in our life to become more like him. Amen. It can be painful. But it can be such joy because when our eyes aren't set on ourselves and our eyes are set on our maker, on our Lord, on our Savior, on the Holy Ghost working on the inside, when our eyes are set on God, then it can be joy because there's such joy when things are changed and transformed on the inside to become more like him. But when the thing, our eyes are on ourselves and we're reading a scripture, it can be painful because we don't want to let go of the things that we have our hands on or that our lives are involved with because we don't want to give those things up. Because we're so consumed with how pleasurable it is to our own self with what we're doing. Amen. Whether it's our time involvement, whether it's, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, or, you know, relationships, whatever it may be. If our eyes are on ourselves, it's going to be painful and we don't like it. Amen. But if we truly believe this, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, it's for our benefit. So if we can take hold of the scripture and know that it's for our benefit, it is profitable, amen, for doctrine, to help to know the right things about God and who God is and, and, and what he intends for us, and for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's helping to benefit us if we can have our eyes fixed properly, and that's on him in the process, amen? We have to have our eyes set on him the whole time. Amen? Okay. So what is the enemy intending to do is to get our eyes off of him. Amen? Why? Because then the scripture isn't fun. It isn't joyful to read the Bible. It isn't, it isn't interesting to read the Bible. It, there's, no, uh, uh, there's no investment uh, that we can see in reading the Bible if our eyes are not on him. Amen? Why? Because if the enemy can get our eyes off of him and get onto ourselves and circumstances, then he's got a foothold in this relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father. Amen? So the scriptures then are hard. The scriptures are difficult to read. To actually spend time in reading these, these words that were given to us. We have to break through this, this uh, uh, blockage and through the, this, this mindset and this pattern and these things that the enemy has put before us so that we can understand, see clearly that this relational thing between us and our Creator is supposed to be joyful. It's supposed to be fun. So when we're reading the Bible, it should be fun. We should see the investment and the return that we get from it when we apply it and we're wanting to know God more. We want to know more about Him. We want to know what it is about this vessel that He has purpose for. It should be joyful. It should be fun to read the Scripture. But again, the enemy wants to put that blockage in between that veil so that we only see ourselves in our day-to-day life. 
so that life is pleasurable to the flesh. So we got to break through that. And how do we break through that? We got to humbly come before God. And we got to recognize that, you know what? The enemy's at work in my life. Amen? The enemy's at work. And I need the power of God to break that veil. To break that blockage. I can't break spiritual things in, in my own strength. Amen? I can't break the, the workings of the enemy in my own strength. I'm human. Amen? And I have a spiritual being. I have an inner man. It's supernatural. But it's only God that can deal with God things. Amen? But I need the power of the Holy Ghost to break these, uh, uh, these barriers, this veil between me and God. So that there is a clear vision, a clear seeing of who he is. Amen? So the veil has to be broken. Amen? Amen. So in order for us to break through the difficulties, the struggles of reading the word of God, we got to get our eyes off of ourselves, off of circumstances, off of all the busyness and all those things. Amen? Amen. So how do we do that? Father God, I believe your word that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. God, I don't know how to get through this because I can't do it with this brain of mine. I can't try to figure out how to navigate with my mind to break through this blockage. It's something in the spirit. It's something in the supernatural. So, Lord God, I ask you that you, by your power, Holy Ghost, that you would just vanish, wipe this thing away. Help, help me to, to know and to understand what it is that I'm involving myself in that's causing this blockage. But I ask you to just supernaturally to break this uh, this force, this barrier, this veil, whatever it is, so that I can see clearly and I can see my relationship with my creator more clearly. We have to get into this place that, there's, that, there, that we're able to find joy in reading, find joy in praying and spending time with our Heavenly Father. If we're not there, then, then we're having struggles through life. We're having struggles with, with maintaining joy. We're having struggles in you know, dealing with the enemy in, in day-to-day life. Temptations, whatever it may be. Relational issues. Every aspect of our being will have struggles and difficulties if we can't get through that barrier, get through that blockage, and get into the Word of God, get into prayer, and get into fellowship with our Heavenly Father. We will always successfully fail if we don't get in the Word of God. We will successfully fail if we don't get into the Word of God. Fail in what? If Jesus came and he was victorious on the cross and made us victors, the only way that we can receive that victory is through him on the cross. Amen? Amen. It's not that we are powerful enough to overcome the enemy in our own strength. But through him, 
supernaturally. He's given us strength. And He fights for us. He defends us. Amen? And how's that come? It comes through relationship with Him. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What are we talking about? We're talking about growing up spiritually. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you would turn with me to Ephesians in chapter 4. I find it so interesting how God uses natural things to help to get us in our mindsets to understand supernatural things. Amen. God is so cool. He's, he, he, he designed us wonderfully. He's, we're wonderfully made. And God knows how simple we are, how frail we are, and how we need things to be simple enough for this cranium to concept what he is trying to tell us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I'm going to begin here and... Um, I'm going to read here, start in verse 1. We'll just go through it. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. Just as you were called in one hope, of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Verse 7, but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. And gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. Who does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So what we had just read in 2 Timothy is that all scripture is what? Inspired by God. Amen? Inspired by God. Now, how does God get that across to us? Well, he's designed it in a way that he has uh, individuals with special giftings to be able to get the point across to us. Amen? Through pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, amen, evangelists, amen? So he uses these gifts to get his points across to us and to help to get us onto his page. Amen? 
Why? Because they have a special gifting. You know, um, I'm, I'm reading a book by Brother Hagen, and he was talking about this one individual that had such a gift of soul winning. And this is Brother Hagen's words and how he said it, is that he could line up 30 of the best preachers in the, in, across the globe, line up the best preachers that can teach, preach, whatever, however they want to deliver the word of God according, you know, about evangelism. And then he would have this one evangelist come in, follow up behind them all, give the same message of evangelism. And there's just something that, that happens when he gives the message of, of an evangelist, of throwing out, uh, uh, you know, salvation and through Jesus Christ, that many people would come to know the knowledge of Jesus Christ and accept him as Lord and Savior. And it's because of the gift that's on that man. Amen. There's just something that stands out. And it's, it's just that, that special gifting that God has placed on this individual. And I want to just say this. That special gifting that God had placed on this individual, this individual cultivated that gift. Amen? Wasn't just a gifting and that, and that bam, and they, they had gone on into, you know, just preaching. There was an, an inspiration through Scripture that helped to un, help them understand who they were in Christ, and there was a, something that had taken place, and God given them inspiration and and you know uh, a, a passion about seeing people saved. But there's something on the inside that God was doing and developing inside of them. Amen. So here we are, and we have are reading these scriptures, and there's these. Uh, Special gifts that God has placed for us to receive the word of God, to receive uh, understanding of who he is. And we see in these five, five gifts. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of, the, of ministry. Hallelujah. For the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the son of God. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be, what? Children Children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by trickery of men. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. Amen. Verse 16, from whom the, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen? We're going to continue. Verse 17, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the uh, futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. I want to just stop right there for a minute. <clears throat> Paul is addressing the church of Ephesus. Amen? 
And, and he's, he's emphasizing something here just by the, this very letter that he's writing to them. Because when he had gone through and visited through with Ephesians, people giving their lives to the Lord. And people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now Paul sees something that as he's going through. And the, the time that he's there with them and visiting through the different cities. And, and the gospels being spread and different things. Through Paul's visits through Ephesus, he's catching on to something here. He's catching on to seeing how, how they are growing spiritually. Or, I should say, how they're not growing spiritually. Amen? Paul's addressing something. We're seeing different things and we're going to look back. But he's, he's stating things. And again, all scripture is inspired by God, right? To profit us. Amen? It's to profit us. God speaks in simple ways so that we understand what he's trying to get the point so we could get the point. Amen. Why? Because what God's doing in Ephesus at this time, he may be doing something differently to the church of Galatia. Amen. Or to, you know, the, the Rome or whatever, wherever God's doing things, he's doing things at different times. And maybe he's, it's similar in nature, but what God is saying here and drew out from Paul's, from Paul's experience and testimony and everything that he was going in the letters that he wrote, God pulled out of what that happened in Ephesus to get to you and I, amen. And that's, we need to understand that there's something about spiritual growth. That we need the five-fold gifts. Amen? Amen? This was happening in Ephesus. But God pulled that out so that every believer would read it to come to some understanding of spiritual growth. So if we're reading this and we're understanding, we're grasping it, holding on to it. All right, God, what do you have for this for me? We're going we're gonna to begin to see that... God wants us to continually progress and grow spiritually. Amen. There shouldn't be a place where we stop growing. Ever. Ever. You know, if we're not continually growing, and this is my personal conviction on the inside, but if we're not continually growing, then we're digressing, digressing. Sliding back in growth. So I believe that we have to constantly be growing. And what, it, what that growth does, if we're reflecting and constantly reflecting on where we are, where we are as a, a believer, where we are as a person, where we are as a, a follower of Jesus Christ, and there's a constant evaluation, it helps to spur us on because then the Holy Ghost is able to reprove, correct, and you know, do what he has to do to shape us, to continue to push us on. But if we don't take that time to reflect, then we're just going to get so concerned about you know, life and how we know it. And that barrier begins to build. And then we don't begin to see the relationship aspect of our life. And then the enemy can, you know, have his free way. It happens, church. Not just the babes in Christ. Not to just, just the adolescents in Christ. To mature ones in Christ. It happens. 
It happens that people fall away from the Lord. That people slide out of the place that God has called them to be. Even though the calling is without repentance, but because they don't steward, nurture the word and, and the relationship with the Father, they slide out of the place that they're supposed to be in. Amen? Because we can get to the place where we just stop. You know, if somebody is, is strength building, is body building, if they don't continue to feed themselves properly, they will stop growing. It's the truth. you got to feed the right nutrition to be able to continue to grow. Spiritually, we got to continue to feed ourselves the proper nutrition in order for us to grow. Amen? Verse 17, where are we at? Verse 18. <clears throat> Okay. Well, I got to get myself on the same page here. This back at 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 19. Who being past feeling, having given themselves over to lewdness, to work all in cleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. But you have not so learned Christ, if, am I, am I seeing this right? Am I reading this right? But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. You know, if we were right there with with Jesus as he was teaching, as he was leading, as he was demonstrating, there is no way in the world that we could not have been have learned something. We would be like totally blown away. Like, what is going on? Did, did we just see that blind person like totally see for the first time? I mean, is that not teaching something like the power of God? Like teaching like that God wants people set free, that keep people want uh, or that God wants to see people delivered from, you know, this these elements that was associated with, you know, with sin and things of of uh, past sin and, and family traditions and things. Jesus came and demonstrated he taught by his actions, by his words. How could you not have been taught? And Paul is so, so bent on this that, that, you know what? Jesus himself gave himself as, in, as a, an example, as testimony of who the Father is. In verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. I want to pause right there. So if God is using natural things to help us understand supernatural things, growth in the natural, spiritual growth in, 
in, in the supernatural, in our spirit man. You know, I, I, I find it so, so amazing how that, you know, a new baby being born into the world is so, it's precious, innocent, very innocent. Pure, the, the baby, pure in, in thoughts, pure in mind and in heart. Like, there's, how can you say that there's e- anything evil when you see that baby coming out and that baby's there and that baby just, you know, not knowing good from evil or anything, just totally innocent, free from all that. And when we're made new in Christ... When we are, our spirit man is, is made new, rebirth, it's totally generated into fresh, pure. Clean slate. That's who we are. When we're regener- remade, born again, we're spiritual babes. Amen? Same thing. We're spiritual babes. And just as we see when a baby is is growing, begins to understand its surroundings, begins to hear words, articulate, being able to put them together, the brain's functioning, the brain's going, the brain's going, the brain's going, developing, 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 until where the baby begins to say verbalize, say the first words. Give the first crawl. Walk the first walk. It's the same with our spiritual walk and our spiritual growth. How do we equip? How do we, how, how do we understand that to the natural and the, and, the, and the supernatural, our spiritual growth? How's that? Like, what's the, the difference or what the similarities? We take the same walks. Listen, how is a baby fed in natural? Aside from either milk from mom or the stuff, you know, that we spoon feed and the babe bottle feed, spoon feed, whatever. There are words that are being spoken. There's actions that are being set in place. Babies aren't just grasping the food that comes in. They just, dude, <laughs> duh. Babies are grasping everything that is going on around them. You know, and all the studies and all the things about how the baby is hearing and knowing their mother's voice, their father's voice on the, in the womb. Everything from conception, they begin, there's that sound that's resonating. They're beginning to hear, beginning to, to the senses are devo- developing on the inside. There's all the things of the baby that are beginning to happen for what? Growth. In the supernatural, in the spirit, in our spiritual growth, we're at that place when we're born again. There's a, a desire to want more, of, of, to, to learn, to know God, to be fed. They can't do it on their own. They have to be taught how to feed for themselves. How to eat for themselves. Does baby just pop out of the womb and, okay, begin to eat. We need to be on that page to be able to know where when a babe comes in that we have to help 
to feed these babes. There's a responsibility that we as the body have. Amen. It shouldn't just be left on the pastors, ministry staff, or certain individuals in the church. We all should be educated enough in the word of God and the things of God to be able to take a babe and be able to feed them, the, feed them properly. Amen. We all should be able to teach the word of God to children, to our children, to babes in Christ. We should all be able to. Listen, I'm not saying that we all have to articulate it the same, but we should all be able to take the truths and put it into a way that the babes understand. Amen? But babes come into the kingdom, and they need to grow. We need to help feed. They need to be fed. Amen? They need to be fed until that point that they can begin to walk on their own. They can be able to uh, test these things out. You say, test these things. Walk and and in hope, maybe. If maybe that's all they have is hope. I hope this works. I hope this, you know, this scripture works. This verse works. But I'm going. How are they going to do it unless they're helped to know how to do it? We have to be there with them to help to put it in them to encourage them. To teach them they can do it. Amen? Amen? Babes in Christ. Fresh, clean. And that's how we should always be. Is that have that, that same heart. That same uh, um, innocence about us. And if there's not that innocence about us. Lord God, change my heart. I ask you that you would just rearrange my, my heart, my thoughts towards people. That, God, that you would fill me with such love, such compassion. So that there would be an innocence in my heart towards people. That I wouldn't constantly be thinking negatively towards people when they are responding or speaking to me or saying things. That I wouldn't have a negative thought and a negative reaction. But, Lord God, that you would help me to see, that, that you'd help me to see the good in what people are, are intending to say. Change my perspective in Jesus' name. We have to have innocent, an innocent, simple love for people. Amen? Spiritual growth. I don't even know what time. I don't know what time it is. I'm sorry. Let me stay on a page here. Spiritual growth. Um, <clears throat> look back here for a minute, if you would. Staying here in Ephesians. Okay, right here in verse 14. Paul points this out. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. You know, Paul sees something and he points it out. That we shouldn't be, you know, no longer be children. We have to get out, out of, if we're in this place, we have to get out of this, this childlike state. Or this childlike uh, place in the Lord. And we're going to take a look and maybe not get to it today, but next week. But 
We're going to look at the, these things. You know, look, think about this. How many in here have or have had children? How many have children currently in your house or have had children in, in your house? Okay. So for some of us, you know, it's a little bit fresher in our mind. For, for some, some, it's a little, you know, well, praise the Lord. I, I'm like kind of in between. Well, I have children in my house, but sometimes I feel like I'm in between. Needless to say, whatever. <clears throat> but if we look and we think about our children and the growth periods of our own children. You know, I mean, I'm coming home to, oh, good grief. But so, you know, our, our kids are at different stages in their lives. Okay. And, and you know, as babes, it's such a joy be, to walk in when they're bit, newborn babies and they're, you know, they're doing goofy stuff, but learning, they're figuring stuff out and they're trying, but it's so awesome to come home. It's cute to see the baby developing and going through the stages of the baby stage. And then all of a sudden they can walk and and they're getting into everything. And, And we see the stages that our children have gone through. And it's so cool to see all the stages. And it's funny because Maybe this is just a, 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 a sick sense, a sick mentality, but I, I, I love the past and I love where they're at, but I can't wait to see where my kids get to in the future. Because I can't, I, I love to see the development and where they are going and where God has taken them. So it's like, I can't wait to see where they're, they're going to be in 10 years, 15 years. I don't I get scared of that stuff. I mean, you know, I don't get nervous. I want to see what God has for them. It's so exciting and to think, you know, God has a plan and a purpose for all of them. I hope that they choose to follow Christ all their life and that through all, all of it. I pray that they do. But I... Anticipate and expect to see awesome things. And so, needless to say, we are kind of getting into this stage where we're in kind of the tweens. And for some, you guys are well versed and understand this. But for us newbies that are getting, you know, acclimated with this, it's a different experience. It's a lovely experience. So I always have to keep the future ahead and, and think about how, you know, the plans, the purposes that God has for my children. <laughs> Just so I could get through these stages. Yeah. Or forget them. <laughs> Whatever. But, but it's, it's fun to see the, the, the different growth pe- periods and seasons that our children have gone through. And ultimately... I don't know what the, you know, the, the greatest uh, place that my kids can be other than being in Christ, following him and continuing to serve him. But there's no end to it. But in the natural, we're, I know that we're all continuing to grow. We're all continuing to change. We're all going through seasons and going through things. But how we face it all. We should be able to face it with clear vision of our relationship with our Father. Without any blockage, without any veil. And if there is, then there's problems that we're going to have through every season, through every stage, through every growth period. Because we're either going to have successful growth, or we're going to have hard trying growth periods. 
Amen? But for now, for today, the point of what the Holy Ghost is getting across to us is that very, that very point. Is that no matter what, no matter where we are in our growth, no matter where we are in, in life, that our vision, our relationship, our relationship uh, sight should be totally clear. Because... We can't do this on our own. We can't get past. We can't get through failures on our own. We can't get through difficulties on our own. We can't get through challenges, temptations, or anything on our own. We can't succeed in life on our own. And if we think that we can do it and we can overcome it on our own with our, and try to, you know, with our mind, try to figure it out, and try, we're going to fail. We're going to fail. Because we try to come up with these plans and these strategies and all these things. And through it all, all we're doing is we're setting ourselves up for failure. Because the enemy knows that our vision ain't clear. We have to have clear vision. How's that come? we got to be humble enough and not be so stupid prideful of ourselves that we can do it. We can do everything on our own. But we got to be humble enough to say, Lord God, I know that. I need you. I need you now. And I need you right in this very moment. Amen. Let's all stand. Lord God, we just ask you right now. We ask you, Lord God, that you would just move on our hearts right now by the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would just Search us, search our our hearts, search our minds, search our thoughts. Allow us to be able to see where we are right now. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would just break every wall of pride in our life. Supernaturally, by the power of God, that you would remove every veil out of our heart out of our spiritual minds, our spiritual vision. In Jesus' name. I command the the hand of the enemy to come off the minds of those that have been so bound and so bound by darkness, so so bound by uh, witchcraft and, and, and the hand of the enemy and given into the hand of the enemy. Right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, I command you to loose your hold. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord God, that you are covering, that you are pouring your, your oil upon those that need that filling in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that you are causing a bond of your spirit to cover the thoughts and the minds of those that have been bound and captive to the, to the enemy. In Jesus' mighty name. For those that are here represented in Good News Family Worship Center, I thank you, Lord, for breakthroughs in people's situations, for breakthroughs in people's lives, spiritually, in Jesus' name. That, Lord God, that you would bring fresh breath, fresh life in the name of Jesus. I ask you, God, that you would just, that you would just uh, sweep through, as it were, like wind that would blow through. And, Lord God, that you would blow, blow every uh, darkness out of their lives. 
in Jesus' name. That, Lord God, that you would just come and sweep, in, like it were, just with that, with, that, with that force to cause the enemy to dissipate and to leave, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, for soundness, for peace in the families. I thank you, Lord God, for, for uh, unity in the families, in Jesus' name. Lord God, that you would bring unity in the spirit, unity in the natural. That, Lord God, that people people would would come into a greater realm of unity that children would line up and and honor their parents that children would hear their parents may not like what they're being told but would be able to to take what's being said to hold on to it to evaluate to hear it and have wisdom to to trust the holy ghost to give understanding of what the parents are are speaking commanding teaching leading in Jesus name I thank you for order in the homes, Lord God. That, Lord God, that where there's been uh, some chaos and some, some strain and some tension between husbands and wives, that, Lord God, that you're bringing unity, that you're bringing peace in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that you are causing the homes here at Good News Family Worship Center to come into a greater realm of love, a greater realm of unity, a greater realm of, of just of wholeness in the name of Jesus. We thank you that this house is blessed. That we, our families, our homes are blessed. We thank you, God, that our homes are filled with the presence of God. That our homes are filled with your presence. That our, that our homes are being changed, Lord God. That, that we're doing things differently. That we're thinking about things and how to, to grow in spiritually. That we're lear- understanding uh, uh, the things of God in a greater realm. That we're allowing the Holy Ghost to, to move and operate in our homes. We thank you, God, that you are causing us to, to grow in the, in the supernatural, grow spiritually, that, God, you're causing us to come into the fullness of Christ, not in our own uh, individual lives, but as the body of Christ is looking to our Father, that you're causing us to come into the fullness of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. So, Lord God, we lift our hands to you. We honor you. We give you glory. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you reign above everything on earth. That you are reigning in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. That, Lord God, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we thank you, Lord, that you reign in our life. And we ask you, Lord, that you would continue to reign in our lives. And Lord, that you would have your way with us, that we would wake up out of the slumber, that we would wake up out of the, out of the laziness, and that Lord God, that we would rise up into, into the things that you've called us to be, into that man and that woman that you've called us to be in Christ, that we would come into that place of, of, of strength, of Lord God, confidence, and Lord God, overcoming power in our lives, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you that we are growing in you and becoming like you as we see in the scriptures being imitators and not imitators only, but being like you. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen, we, we can have altar calls. We can have, you know, t- calls for, you know, uh, the backslidden to come up, baptism in the Holy Spirit, and we have that. But you know what? I believe that we have to take responsibility this morning for what we're hearing. We got to take responsibility and go before the Lord for ourselves. We need to come before him, grow up, and let's get out of the, the, the child, childish stuff. Let's just go before him in our own t- 
take responsibility for your own behaviors, your own actions, and who you are with him. Amen? And let's go before and get into the page of where he has us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastors, I know you're, I see you itching. I want to say one thing. This kept coming to me. Um, I want to thank all the children's church uh, teachers and ministers, like helpers. I call you ministers back there helping and equipping at the children to come into the place to know the Lord. It's, it's a blessing to us. I know week after week I don't sit there in my chair and not think about what's going on back there. But I want to also show appreciation, and she's not here, but to Elena. Elena takes, because it's the, the, the volunteers, we, we could use more. We could use men back there. Thank God I, I know that um, Mark has volunteered to go back there. But they need men back there. They really, really do. It does something in that classroom. And, and the children love that, you know, the responsibility. They A lot of times we're seeing a lot of families where there's the father isn't in the home. They need to have... Yeah men back there and helping. But I want to give honor, and, and Elena's not here, but I want to give honor to Elena because, you know, week after week, she'll even take the place where she hardly, hardly, rarely is ever in this service. But she is a true children's church pastor and teaching and equipping those kids back there and making sure they get taught in, in the curriculum and everybody has their there's stuff and everything that's going on. So we might be here in the front and teaching and equipping you, but Elena's been back there for years, years. And you know what? She doesn't see herself doing anything else yet. She doesn't. I've talked to her about it at times. And it, uh, sometimes I've gotten a little, like, she knows this. Elena, I want you in the service so you can get refreshed, you know. But her heart is always back there with those children. And we need to thank her and show appreciation to all the children's yeah. ministers. We really appreciate all that you've done. Those that have been back there, too, that um, are no longer serving there. But if God, you know, we, like I said, we need people back there. We need men back there. Many hands make light work. Um, but I'll tell you this, too. Anybody that goes back there will be interviewed, interviewed by Elena, and then she gives it to me so I can see, or interviewed by myself, too, so we know who is back there. And anyway, um, but just, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that and her faithfulness and commitment and steadiness. And I know the times when she was so sick, so sick, and couldn't be back there she had her children and she took time off but as soon as she could get back in there she got back in there she just didn't use that like to go on for a long period of time not to serve her heart truly is she truly has a fivefold gift in her life and so mom you did good bringing them up and yeah to god be the glory in all things so Anyway, okay, that's that's really all I want to say. And what an awesome tomorrow night for prayer. Yeah, wasn't that an awesome? Did you guys? Are you? Did you? I mean, did you get things? I got things. I wrote things down. I always, I'm always, 
always learning in in this church. Always learning. Yeah. So we love you guys. Do you want to? Yes, we have an announcement. Um, next Sunday after church, um, I thought Elena was going to make an announcement, but we're going to have like a hayride for the kids. Uh, you didn't know either. Anybody can come. We need chaperones. Um, yeah, we were going to have little pumpkins making Sunday. Sunday, um, yes, and I'm not sure what time it is, but um, I know like Val lives quite far away, so it's going to be like after church. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not sure because Elena said it'd be um, good to have it in the evening too because we're gonna have a bonfire. <gasps> Um, marshmallows, and we'll have we'll have hot dogs, and they they can um, yeah.